Welcome to the Black Girl Flow podcast, a space dedicated to creating conversation that pushes us to be in alignment and at peace with ourselves and the world around us. We are about cultivating joy, growth, and success in our life, love, and identity. So join us as we find our flow. We are your hosts, Liv and Lex, two 20-something-year-old Black girls working every day to be in flow, and we want you along this journey with us. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Black Girl Flow podcast. We hope that you guys are all doing well. Leo season is just flying by, <laughs> and we're about to enter Virgo season, my one of my favorite seasons of the year, partially just because that's what really is like introducing fall time. Mm. And I went to Target the other day, y'all, and they have the pumpkin spice candles. Not to say I'm a huge pumpkin spice girl, but I just love fall. Yeah. It just brings such serene, calm vibes. Yeah. So, y'all, the year's flying by, and we hope that you guys are, you know, just catching up. Yeah, honestly. I think that is the name of the game is just the catch up. Because it's like there are so many things I feel like that are about to start again. Like, especially, you know, that post-summer, everybody's finishing their vacations, you know, Work is like been a little bit of a lull, but like is about to take off. So it definitely feels like that. And if you're in grad school or starting something new or a new program or a new job, I'm sure it feels the exact same. So it does feel like a catching up and a little bit of a newness. Absolutely. And I'm kind of upset with you guys that no one told me we were all going to be in Italy this summer. You, But we knew this. Why didn't anybody invite me to Italy this summer. We kind of knew this because I feel like so many people had Italy trips planned pre-COVID that this was the like, you really couldn't go last year like that. I feel like this was everybody's Italy trip that hadn't gotten to go because of COVID. Like it I know was an my Italian parents, summer. My parents went to Italy. Listen. And the thing is, is like Italy is really that girl. She was looking like that girl this summer. I'm not she even going to hold you. She is. I feel like we've gone through summers where I've seen people in like Ghana, Nigeria, and then like now Italy was the summer where everybody was in Italy. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, uh, thanks for not inviting me. <laughs> but anyways, Lexi, you're back from Canada. How I was am. your trip? What's our pulse check looking like? Um, It was incredible. It was so nice. It was I like 10 out of 10. It was such a like easy trip. It was filled with like the perfect amount of like trying new things and exploring and like getting to rest and relax. It was so easy to get around. Um, we went to Toronto and Montreal for a week. It was just perfect. And like shout out to everybody who gave me recs because everybody's rec hit. Like it was, it was perfect. And we didn't do like an over amount of planning because it's like, you don't really have to or need to, unless Mm -hmm. there's something really specific that you want to go to. Like if you wanted to go to Niagara Falls or something, but it was just so nice that like every suggestion hit and it was seamless. And I, the vacation was almost too good. And I'm like, you know, wow. when you come back and you're like, oof, oof, that plane ride back, you're like, I don't want to, I don't want to go back. I know. <laughs> I Let me find a man so we can all go on vacations together <laughs> so we can be out in these streets. I'm so happy you had a good time. The yeah. pictures looked amazing. Yeah. And I guess for my pulse check, I'll just say like, I've been really trying to establish more community 
in North Carolina and Bumble BFF just might be that girl. <laughs> I'm not even going to hold you. I was, I previously downloaded it at the beginning of when I moved up here, like in March, April-ish. And I was like, ah, oh, this concept is like really weird trying to find yeah. people online. But I was like, okay, Lexi's gone for a week. I'm going to have to like actually try <laughs> to make friends and making friends as an adult. The rumors are true. That ish is so hard it and is. so like, I don't it even know, intimidating. Time. Yeah. And I just realized I was like, I'm going to have to really put my foot into this and just give it a try. And I met up with some really cool people from Bumble BFF over the past week. And I'm feeling like, okay, like maybe I can start and like meet new people and establish community. So if you're someone that has been thinking, should I try Mm. Bumble BFF or like, should I try to put myself out there? And you're like struggling, like making friends. I would highly recommend it. I know there are like horror stories on TikTok. Of course, there's horror stories with anything. anything. Yeah, the algorithm doesn't do us justice with that. It's like, it's obviously going to share the clickbait of like the bad ones. Yeah. You gotta, gotta hold out. Gotta hold out. You gotta hold out and just kind of like take it easy. I asked one girl to FaceTime before meeting up. So like do whatever you're comfortable with. So you don't like, you're not out here as a TikTok story getting like catfish or something, (laughs) like something crazy. But yeah, I think that's just like such the perfect example because I remember pri- last uh, last week episode you were like, all right, Lexi's going to be gone. I'm going to be out here doing that. And it's like that's the perfect reason to say like, yeah, who's somebody that I can just invite so that I'm experiencing these new things and like Absolutely. can can kind of expand my community. I will say, though, it was so interesting while I was in Toronto. And I don't, I don't know if this was just the places that we were at. But there was a significant amount of people who would eat alone. And I thought that was like so unique. Like when we went to brunch, when we would go some of the dinner spots we went to. And I don't know if that's like one because it's hard to make friends there or if people are just that comfortable, just like doing their own vibe. And I was like, Mm. that felt like such a flex. I was like, I just don't think I see that enough in the States. But I don't want to be that girl who comes back from being abroad and is like, oh, it's just so different. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, oh, like I'm going to go out to lunch. Like, because, you know, people, Canadians do that so, so much, much more. I just wish <laughs> this makes that your entire personality. I have to say, though, the coffee hit. Like, oh, every yeah. single cup of coffee I had was fantastic. And the Montreal pastries. It was definitely giving French pastries. It was so yummy. I was very, very satisfied. You give Emma Emma Chamberlain vibes where like you talk about coffee so much that you would start your own coffee brand. Probably. Probably. I like thoroughly enjoy coffee. You're a coffee connoisseur. Yeah. Yeah. And she can take that ish straight. I can. I can. It's true. True story. But I think that's just like a testament that you're like, yeah, I'm going to do all these things. And it just takes time and it takes those waves. And I think I know I'm going to reap the like, the like the residual because yeah, <laughs> I'm like if she finds cool people therefore we find cool people yeah I was already like Lexi you trying to come with us to, <laughs> to, to, to do stuff so absolutely community is so important but with that and the types of relationships we have this week's episode I think is an important factor of like once you get in the relationships, what are the things that you need to have that maintain them keep them healthy? 
And I think like really get to that community because you can have relationships with people, but how are you building community and what are the tools that we can use to do that effectively? So this week, we're really going to be diving into this idea of boundaries and it's a big umbrella topic to talk about, but we've kind of been, we've been seeing a lot of examples of successful boundary setting in relationships that we've had. Mm -hmm. And I think we've also been reflecting on a lot of examples of where it's like, oof, that was just such an example of where like my boundaries were totally crossed or somebody like totally disrespected me. So we've also been doing like a lot of reflecting about times where those boundaries might have been absent, completely non-existent, or definitely like harmed or violated in a lot of ways. So we want to bring this conversation to really just like dive in to what we think boundaries are. How is it showing up in our society? So what do you think? You feel like the girlies are talking about boundaries? What What's the vibe? It's so interesting because I feel like Gen Z, we're like the king slash queen of setting boundaries. Like you see it all the time on TikTok where yeah. our boss might ask us to stay like an hour <laughs> extra later and we're like, absolutely not closing the laptop. Like, yeah. nope, we're not doing that. I'm, I've already taken my pay time off. You know, I'm not going to be in the office. Don't email me type energy. And I think it's been really cool to see like the difference between the way our generation uh, uses boundaries than like our parents' generation. Yeah. Because Lack that of. is just looking like a hot mess. Yeah. And I think that if we're not careful, that kind of hot mess of the baby boomers can really trickle down to us and the way that we've been raised might really impact the way that we see boundaries and use boundaries, yeah. you know, in today. And when I think about like the times that I've had to use boundaries, it's primarily been in relationships and a little bit in friendships. I think now, especially as we are living together and we're roommates, friends and business people, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there's so many different parts to our relationship that we've also had to like talk about boundaries. Yeah. But for the people that have never heard of yeah. this concept, yeah. How would you explain what boundaries are? And I think like, again, there's so many ways that this can be understood and explained. If we're talking about like quite literally the definition of boundaries, it's, you know, what a a lot of us know. Yeah. Like a literal line or divide that separates the access of two things. So that's like the physical. But my issue with that definition is still that it feels so binary. Like it feels so like you either have access to me or you don't. Mm. And in a physical sense, that might be true. That like if I close my door, you cannot access my room. Like that's a literal boundary. But I think the boundaries that a lot of Gen Z is talking about and the ones that we see and honestly are interacting with on a day to day are the ones in our relationships are more nuanced. And less binary because it's not just that you have access to me or not. It's really talking about how are we cultivating healthy communication, honesty that allows both of us to be fully present and authentic in a relationship. And Brene Brown is probably like the best person at talking about this and all the complexities and nuances of relationships. But she features somebody else's work that I'm obsessed with. Her name is Prentice Hebhill. And they even have their own podcast called Finding Your Way. It's insane. It's incredible. And um, they have a quote that, you know, the boundaries are the perfect distance that I can love myself and love you simultaneously. And so for me, boundaries are really about having a, a clear communicated 
honest, you know, access and, um, and just authenticity so that we can be the best version of ourselves. And it, it's in flux. It's constantly moving, but I feel like for me, that's kind of the conceptual of like what a physical boundary and then how it shows up in our day to days. Absolutely. I love that definition. And also <laughs> shout out to Brene Brown because she really be like breaking it down for breaking everybody. It down. Yeah. I definitely think boundaries are an act of self-love and yeah. it really like, it's interesting how you mentioned like the binary piece, like either you have access to me or you don't. And I've been thinking a lot about this idea of like protecting our energy Mm -hmm. because not everyone does deserve access to us. There you go. Yeah. And it's harder. I think sometimes to set boundaries for me personally in friendships than in family because friendships feel less unconditional. Mm -hmm. And so I've even caught myself in a very like people pleasing space because with my friends because I don't want to jeopardize you not giving me the amount of love that I have for you yeah whereas with family it's like no I'm gonna clearly (laughs) that's on blood (laughs) yeah like I'm gonna clearly do this because like you're my blood and like you really can't go anywhere yeah um and so I've really had to deconstruct and unpack my own people pleasing um, mannerisms and behaviors because when you're constantly saying yes to other people's needs, even if it's as simple as I am tired right now yeah. and my friend is calling me and I really don't want to talk to them, but like I'm going to pick up the phone because I know that they would like to talk to me. Like yeah. making, choosing in the simple times like that to be like, no, I'm going to rest and I'm not going to pick up the phone and the we're just going to talk spin. later. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Noticing those little times and choosing myself has been the greatest probably like mindset shift that I've had in my 20s. And I think the way that you frame that like that is a radical act of self-love and love is to me has always made sense because in my mind, I've always been you know, guided by the idea of like, I would rather do something a hundred percent. Like when I'm engaging with friends, when I'm engaging in my job, like I want to be a hundred percent. So I, sometimes I can't pick up the phone because if I picked up the phone right now, I wouldn't be 100% of myself. So yeah. I can guarantee I'm not even being the friend I want to be to you right now in this moment. And that always made sense to me. I had no idea that there were people who were sacrificing themselves and the quality of care that they were giving themselves to try and meet the need. Because I'm like, but I'm like, oh my gosh, but if I'm, if I'm investing in a relationship with you, even in work, I want you to be good before you interact with me. So like do what you need to do to take care of yourself before interacting that space. Cause I also want you to be the best version of yourself while we're engaging and it's not worth, I'm not in such a rush in my life that it's worth jeopardizing that. So I think that's so important that we see the radical act of self-love that that is and how that changes the types of interactions that we have when we have that level of honesty with ourselves and then with people around us. Yeah, and the in the book The Road Less Traveled by M. Scott Peck, one of my favorite books on love, he I know I've said this before, but he describes love as the nurturing of your own or another's spiritual growth. Yeah. And so we have to really kind of use that as the North Star when making a lot of our decisions within our relationships. Am I helping my friend and am I nurturing their spiritual growth? 
by doing this act or am I nurturing my own spiritual growth? Are they nurturing? Is this, is the lack of boundaries like (laughs) reciprocity, like helping or hurting? Is it it helping or hurting? And, um, you know, I really had to come to a standstill when like evaluating my boundaries last year, I was talking to this guy and he was just like, not a very kind person, but like very smooth, charismatic, very charismatic, good on paper. (laughs) And it's crazy. He's a 10, but (laughs) it was good that he's a 10, but exactly. And, but like, not really like you can't be a 10, like not kind. It was giving wolf in sheep's clothing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's crazy because all my friends were like, girl, what the heck? And some of the, it was a hot mess. It was giving straight hot mess. And I like I was the first time I was put in a situation where I felt like I needed to prove my value to someone, which was just like a whole other thing in itself. Because I was like, wait, like everyone else has seen it, but like you don't. So I'm going to like try to like show you all the amazing things that I do and, you know, all that stuff. And that was a situation, even though I didn't even know him very well, even though I'd only been talking to him for a month, I had lacked so many boundaries it was like back to back to back yeah and it was only once I left that situation (laughs) that I was like okay I am no longer going to allow guys to talk to me a certain way or to treat me a certain way like we're really going to have to close the close Close the, the access yeah close the access and um I think that for a lot of women we get into situations where we're like I still even though this person disrespected me I'll still allow them to look at my social media because I've glowed up and, you know, I want them to see how much better I am, like, than when I was with you, right? Which I think is kind of, like, it's sexy, it's cute, like, (laughs) you can look on my page, like, you can can see, but you're not going to ever, like, be able to, you know, link with me, but you still, like, have access to me in, like... Real observe life? window shop observe yes, window through shop. the glass okay but do not yeah. touch the merchandise <laughs> so many of us and i think i'm honestly to the point where i'm like if you fumbled me i don't even think i want you to have access via social media and yeah. that's like a boundary that i'm like being super firm on because yeah. i don't think that it's it's about what you deserve like i don't think you deserve access to even see what's on my life you can hear about it you can like see through other people's stuff but like i don't want your energy in my realm yeah you don't want that evil eye no we're not doing that yeah we're not doing that so that's how I think I really had to come to terms with where where what are we doing where are we at with it and how can we do better in the future and this is why I really do love the conversation about boundaries because it's not just an assessment of boundaries with something else it's not just assessing a boundary with like friends and family it's really about assessing boundaries with yourself. Absolutely. And then being able to effectively communicate that to other people and healthy boundaries also lets other people communicate their boundary to you. It's not just a one and done. Cause that's sometimes where I see people, they're like, I'm in my season of no, 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 no. I'm like, but are you telling people like, are you giving them a, an opportunity to engage back with how that makes them feel? Have a level of reciprocity because boundaries again is not just the perfect distance for you to love yourself but to also should be with the intention of loving the other person or having a healthy sustainable relationship with whatever the other is and it's like because if we're just doing one 
then yeah. we're not actually building relationships and we're not actually being healthy in the way we're enacting boundaries. We're being very one-sided and that's not what boundaries are about. So it to me is like, that's that journey of asking yourself, what am I okay with? When have, when have I been in times where I've betrayed myself and overexerted the level of access. I've overshared parts of my life. Like I've given too much to the job and it didn't give back to me. Like what are those times that we've engaged in that and it hasn't been positive or productive in a lot of ways. And so it's like when you can figure that out for yourself, when I tell you, you will be in spaces and you will be able to articulate. I'm not going to do that. Why? Because of this. And it's like, I started doing that in my work life because I saw, I saw, I can't even remember. It had to be on Instagram or something like that. Cause I was, I haven't always been on TikTok like that, <laughs> but, um, and it was saying like, when your boss gives you something on your plate and you like are at capacity, how do you communicate that? And I started, I used this tech, this tactic of saying like, is asking my boss, is this the best use of my time? And if this is the best use of my time, can you help me reprioritize some of the other things on my plate? Because here's what I'm doing. And I remember the first time I said that to my boss, we were like in the depths. It was like day of this huge fundraiser I had planned. And she asked me to do something and I had 12 other things on my plate to do. And I looked at her and I said, is that the best use of my time? And she looked at me and she goes, yes. And I said, great. Here's the other things that I'm doing right now and need to get done. Can you help me reprioritize? And once we had that conversation, she realized that what she was asking me was not the best use of my time. Bam. And that, in that, in that moment, it's like enough said. And that's letting me show up as the best employee, her show up as my best boss. And there's no conflict, resentment, no nothing like that is what it needs to be. And so it's like, it's in those tiny details. And what I tell people is start small, start small with your boundaries. And if you, because if we can't practice doing it in the tiny things, then by the time it gets to the big things, we're taking on way too much that we can chew. We're feeling like we have to communicate these huge things. We feel like it's going to be the end of the world versus saying, Hey, I don't want to go grab coffee in the morning. That's a small thing. Yeah. It's going to be like, okay, cool, whatever. We're good. Versus saying like, I have an issue that, you know, I don't feel like I can, you know, something major. It's like, do it in the small things first and notice how it feels. Absolutely. I love everything about what you just said. And it's hard. Like, it's I, hard. It's, it's really hard. Like, if I had to say that to my boss, I'd literally be like shaking like <laughs> Um, is with this the, the best water, use with the water, <laughs> yeah, like because because it, it takes guts to have those conversations, but I think in those moments that's when we grow the most. Yeah, I come from such a like noted family. Like mm. my my dad is always like you know just watch. We, we're always in this space. I think even I don't know. I'm not sure if this is a Caribbean thing. I just think it's a black people thing. Watch how people move and just you know let them show you who they are. And I think that's great advice on one hand, but I think it's also really bad advice when you're not going to like hold someone accountable to whatever expectation or to at least communicate how you're feeling about what they're doing. Yeah. Like it's not healthy, I think, for us to just kind of write people off and and to take whatever work, you know, that our boss is assigning us and just be like, okay, well. F you, right? Yeah. It, that it touches on that resentment piece. Yeah. And it's just not like the way that we as a community like need to align to our higher selves. And 
on and that's the point. And I think when we talk about the divide between Gen Z and boomers, it's like Gen Z genuinely has a desire for a community and world that has more accountability, mm. that has more transparency and empathy. honesty and empathy because we've lacked that in so many of the experiences in the world that we've experienced. So when we can communicate to them, especially since a lot of them are our bosses, <laughs> yeah, that this is what our desire for the community and the culture, the work culture, and even in our friendships, the life that we're trying to build then we need to start utilizing those tools and those tools make enough room for people to be perfectly imperfect. Yeah. And I just think that like, if you're about it, you need to be about it in all aspects of your life. Like, you know, it, I saw this was in a movie I just recently watched, but it was like, is this really your principle? And are you living this in your everyday or is this a hobby? Ooh. And so if this, if boundaries and healthy community is a part of your lifestyle, then you need to be practicing this in every aspect of your life, not just your friends, not just your family, not just in your career. It's got to be aligned because that's when we're really going to hit our flow. That's when we're really going to be taking and really considering the well-being of not just our own spiritual journey, but other people's. And that is that hits different when you can cultivate a community or a work culture based off of that. And that's the ish I'm trying to co-sign. Like, that's what I'm here for. I couldn't have said it better. I really couldn't have. And the thing about it is, like, I've had people, friends, whoever, be pissed. Pissed. Oh. Ooh, they get Ooh. so mad when you try to set boundaries with them. They're yeah. like, what are you talking? Especially when they're used to yeah. having a certain level of access to you. And you're like, nah, bro. Like, this isn't flying anymore. Yeah. And I've had to be like, yo, as they're pissed, I've, I've had to be like, why are you so upset right now? Yeah. Like I am communicating how I feel to you. And yet you are trying to make me feel bad for the boundary that I'm setting. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from you. Yeah. I did not rob you. <laughs> I did not slap you in the face. Your mama's still alive. <laughs> Everything is still okay. Yeah. And yet you are still so pissed. You so mad. You so mad. And that can help you be like, not to drop somebody or say like F them, but being like, cool. I was probably, my intuition was probably right to right. set that boundary. And this relationship needs more tending right. to and caring for. Yeah. And I, then there's other people mm. who are going to respond really well. And it's like, wow, that feels really good. Yeah. And I think that's when the watch how people move thing comes into place. Mm-hmm. Not before you've actually done the work yeah. of communicating your needs, communicating the boundaries. Yeah. Well, y'all know we're here always to unpack the nuances of all of the slang and the lifestyles and the values and the little phrases we be living by and really getting to the nitty gritty of what are we saying and what are we trying to be about. This probably will not be the last conversation we have about boundaries because we could really unpack this to what it looks like in family, what it looks like in friends, maybe even get in a little bit deeper of what it looks like in career. But I do encourage you, if you are interested in this topic, check out Brene Brown's work. She has not only so many books on this, but she even has a HBO series called Atlas of the Heart that talks about like a bunch of different emotions. And then really Prentice Hemphill's work is like chef kisses. I I freaking love everything that they've yeah. done. And we can include that in the show notes too. Yeah. So you guys can just, because we need everybody. We, like, <laughs> we really need us all to be healed and like coming into this space correct. So you already know the deal here every week. And with that, 
being said, peace, love, blessings. blessings. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all. All right. That wraps up our episode this week. Don't forget to go check out Black Girl Flow Podcast on social media. And even check out our new YouTube channel to continue the conversation there. We really appreciate if y'all could rate and subscribe our channel. And with that said, see you all next time. Rest well, folks.